What's going on, people? It is uh, Tuesday night. You know what that means? You are back in the house with the brothers from the 818. My name is Dave. As you know, I'm here with my man, 50 Grand Caleb. What's going on with you? Hey, man, everything is good in the Bayer household. Um, you know, Tuesday is still one of my favorite favorite nights of the week. You know, back in the day, it used to be Thursday, Friday, maybe even uh, get into something on Saturday. But uh, I've been looking forward to meeting and chopping it up with you. There's a lot going on. So uh, why don't you uh, tell me what's going on in your, in your world? Well, you're right, man. It's a lot going on. Um, your godson's in town. So uh, uh, he's upstairs with the boys. They're hanging out. Uh, I doubt he's going to peek his head in, but, you know, he's around. Um, this past weekend, I went to a uh, drive-up you know, graduation party um, that wasn't wasn't much of a drive up. I mean, you know, uh, Christopher and his mom are like family. So I just parked and we was out in the backyard chilling, hanging out. And it was like old times back 25 years ago, man. It was like all her friends that was part of the circle when we were together were all there. We was all laughing and chopping it up. And uh, it was just a good time, man, just hanging out. And um, it almost felt normal. You know, whatever. You know, violating every social distancing rule in the book. Pretty much, man. I mean, people had masks on. Um, some people showed up with gloves. Um, and really, I was hanging out with the boys, my um, girl and and Christopher. And uh, Christopher's mom was doing her thing over on the side with all her girlfriends. I was like, this is kind of like how it used to be back in the day. All right, this is all good. Um, people got a little bit more money in their pockets, and driveway looks a little different. But um, but it was all good, man. Had a had a great weekend and, and all that. What about you? You you do anything interesting this this past week? Um, yeah, man. I actually um, went out and um, had a chance to do a little golfing. I did a little golfing. Um, and that experience was weird because the golf course near my house. Um, you know, some people wear masks, some people ain't people hanging out, um, on the patio at the uh, clubhouse, right. some people wearing masks, some people ain't. Yeah. The regulation on it or the restriction on it, I should say, is kind of coming down. Uh, I went to the grocery store tonight just to pick up something. They still have a sign on the wall that says don't enter without a mask, but there was just some people in there without masks. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, it's not like whatever, you know, it, it's almost sad because I think what they're now saying is people aren't really dying and we have more resources to deal with the sick. So let's just let it ride. And I'm like, really, is that our response? Um, I don't know, man, I don't know, but we, we can get into that. We can definitely get into that. Um, today, uh, did, I, did my voice just crack? <laughs> go ahead though mine, mine's crack every every third word so go ahead um a uh, couple things i want to touch on um uh from my perspective and then you know we can get into some other stuff i'm tripping a little bit man this week i'm still seeing um reading and and seeing reports of um people that have the audacity to be to be bold with their racism. And I'm just, I'm being nice, right? That they have a term that they use for it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna let that term be what it is. I don't, I don't want this show to be, 
a highlight or an education of what the terms are and the slang, and I don't want to promote that. But, you know, there was, okay, I'm going to give you two examples. There was one, and it might even been a week before, this woman, you know, pretty much assaulted a Hispanic woman in a convenience store or a gas station or something like that in, I want to say, Arizona, and actually got in the woman's face and, you know, start poking her. It was just like, you can take yourself back to Mexico and blah, 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 blah. And she kind of pushed her and the woman slapped her, right? And, and they made some memes out of it too, you know, seeing this woman get slapped in slow motion. And when, when it happened, she just, ah, ah. And she walks off and she looks to do this filming it right in the camera. And he was filming it, he looks right in the camera. And he's like, it was self-defense as far as I'm concerned. You got in her face and she marches off. And I'm like, woman, well, what, what, what got in you to go after this woman to the point where you ended up getting slapped? What's going on? And then and it looked like you want to say something. There's one more. It was in San Francisco. I want to see those memes. That's what I need to see. <laughs> There's one more in San Francisco. A couple is walking down the block, and they see a man putting uh, a hashtag Black Lives Matter uh, slogan on the wall of his own house. And so they threaten to call the police on him. And he's like, go ahead. And she's like, then the couple's like, and we know who lives here. We know the couple who lives here. He's like, okay, well, call the police. I, let's, let's see that, because I've lived here with my family for the last 18 years, right? And so uh, the couple walks away. They do call the police. The police apparently show up. They don't even get out the car. And, and I don't know all the words that were used, but um, it, was, it, it got to social media. The guy's boss, or the company that the guy works for, they saw it, fired him. Um, she was a consultant or, or, or something with, I want to say a makeup company or something. Um, she lost her sponsorship. I mean, it's like people are just not tolerating blatant acts of racism right now. And part of that makes me say, good, good for them. They shouldn't, especially when you're bold enough to be all over social media, just letting your freedoms run. And I'm like, it's just crazy. So it still marvels me that, you know, even today, after everything that's going on, we still have those instances happening. And it just makes me go, you know, what's up? This is crazy. Yeah, I think that it's, uh, I think it's probably a good thing, man. I think it's a good thing that um, you have um, employers, businesses um, taking action now. I really like that that they're um, they're out there and they're saying, you know what, we're not going to tolerate this. We don't we don't want to brush this up under the rug anymore. Um, we don't want this to be someone that um, that could be traced back to us and be a bad PR. Um, I like we like we've been saying for the past couple of weeks. You know, things feel different. This feels different because there's so many people that are on board and. Uh, it feels good. I think it's probably a good thing. So uh, I'm not sure, man. Was that was that your check-in? Because I, you know, um, you know, we've been what we've been doing this for a couple of weeks. I think this is uh, uh, about the ninth week that we've been chopping it up. Um, and I just want to make sure that that's your check-in because I got a whole list of things that I'm going to check in on. 
man, you know, my, my check-in, I reserve the right to check in at any point during the episode. <laughs> Towards the end, all right. So uh, my last so, point of my so, check-in was. Yeah. So this is, um, this is actually nine weeks, 10th uh, okay. episode, man. So this is, yeah. this is big number 10. I don't know why that's a milestone for me, but I feel like, wow, that's 10 episodes in. Um, steady increasing uh, subscriber base. Yeah. People are tuning yeah. in. People, people showing us some love. Yeah, people showing us some love, and we're getting requests for, for more guests to come on from guests. People are like, yeah. hey, I would love to come on and talk about X, Y, and Z, and, and I think that's powerful as well. But before we get into it, let me, let me hear your check-in, because unlike me, you, in, anything after the first 20 minutes, you can't check in no more. So well, I want to tell you <laughs> that ever since, ever since you mentioned um, your plans to be on TED Talks, yeah, I have made sure that I kept that in my prayer, right? Mm. And so I'm praying for you to be on TED Talks, man. Um, my daughter, um, not in the house. My daughter is on the uh, on the East Coast. She's actually uh, went to uh, New York to help a friend move, but um, you know, New York, Jersey, they're all they all just side by side, and so she uh, made a pit stop and checked. Uh, checked in with the uh, in-laws, which was really cool because I had uh, opportunity to see my in-laws on FaceTime, and um, um, my daughter, she, she, she's, you know, she's, she's getting the best of both worlds, right? She's hanging out in New York. She's in Jersey. She's stopping by the family restaurant. She's getting probably, you know, um, family discount, which is. If I know if I know my family, it's probably free, right? Mm -hmm. But she told me that she had some oxtail and she had some some beef patties. So um, I'm happy I'm happy that she did that. Uh, and you know maybe maybe uh, next month we might be doing this remotely if 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 plans work out because I'm planning on traveling a little bit. Um, and so. Um, real quick, real quick, she's uh, uh, Iman's a, a foodie, man. So did yeah. she do any blogging about uh, the sales? Okay. Right. Of All right. Yeah. I've seen her. I've seen her uh, keep up with her, her blogging, uh, okay. and it's hard to not catch her with some food in her hand or a picture of food on her uh, on her social media. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I also wanted to uh, just acknowledge uh, my godson, your son, who's who's in the house somewhere, um, for um um meeting the criteria i guess from graduating from with this undergrad man um so uh not only uh congratulations is due to him congratulations is due to you congratulations is due to his mother and everybody else that supported him through that journey man that's really awesome it's a it's it's an incredible accomplishment because you know a lot of people just start and don't finish a lot of people um it's not in them right and it's not their calling and right. but for him to persevere and to uh uh walk walk uh i don't even know if he walked across stage but for him to have his diploma that's that's major yeah, um, that's what he got he got that and, and mom and daddy got a raise that's what it really comes down to because i don't have to make any more tuition payments <laughs> he's gonna be in your pockets if i know if i know um if i know young adults man adulting is not easy so he's gonna be in your pockets i don't mind i am almost certain of it mm -hmm. um you mentioned you mentioned in in your in your check-in that you're 
you know, there's people in this country that is still wilding out a little bit, still right. a little disrespectful. Um, um, the same people that talks about um, the need for them to, for us to honor their, I guess the country to honor their constitutional rights or trying to take the constitutional rights from other people. And you can't do that in the same breath. Um, hidden, something hit home this past week. Um, a week ago, tomorrow, there was a young man, uh, Robert Fuller, who was found um, hung um, 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 and the immediately the law enforcement stated that um, they thought it was suicide. Now, I've seen a, a, a lot of outcry about that initial ruling about um, Robert Fuller's death. And, you know, my initial thought was black folks ain't hanging themselves from trees. Right. You know, there's there's people that are incarcerated that might say, I'm not doing this 30 year bid. I'm going to go ahead and take matters into my own hands. But they're incarcerated. But from trees, I just I don't know if I've ever heard of a black man hanging himself from a tree. And um, and so over the weekend, um, over the weekend, there was a, a large protest people were not happy about the protests. I'm like, I don't understand why, why um, people are so unhappy about a protest. And in fact, you know, people, the people that are, are unhappy about the protests are people that would not need to protest. If their family was found dead, hanging from a tree, law enforcement is going to look into that and look and investigate that as a homicide right? right and if it if and then if they deem it as a suicide then that's that's going to be the the outcome but our local law enforcement initially um ruled it as a suicide within like the first couple hours right, right? right. they said they didn't they didn't see any signs of struggle and this and that but considering the state of our union um i think a black man hanging from a tree is just so out of the ordinary that a law enforcement will take another a deeper look and so what has happened since is that um the la county um la county uh sheriff um decided to um have his homicide bureau uh look at it with the uh, attorney general and the fbi is now also on board and so as a community we're happy I mean, this is less than five miles from my house, right? And uh, my my wife's initial reaction was, if this was a homicide, we might need to pack up, right? We need to might need to pack up and go live somewhere else. Where else will we move in this country where that is might not be a risk? I don't know, but um, but that was her but that was her initial reaction, and and you know I can't blame her actually. Right. I've heard I have friends that have said, you know what, I'm starting to carry. I need to carry because I just don't know. I can't have my car break down and I'm and I'm waiting for help. And then um, someone rolls up and try to throw me in the back of a truck. I, I'm not going to do that without a fight. Right. Um, so that happened. And then um, after that happened, we found out that like two weeks earlier, 
Someone 50 miles away, another black man was, was found in Victorville um, um, and he was hung from a tree. And I think that man's name, let me see, let me catch his name. I think it's important for me to, to honor him in that way. His name was Malcolm Hirsch and he was 38 years old. Um, and that was on May 31st. And, you know, I, I have two young children in the house. This world is not, um, I wouldn't say this world is a safe place anyways, right? There's so many other concerns besides just death. You know, people might try to try to take you or, or your loved ones and, and, and do harm, you know? Um, there's, a, you know, there's, there's plenty of people who, um, the, the hot ticket, the hot thing 10 years ago was, was molesters, you know, um, um, uh, um, throwing, throwing children on their way home from school into the back of a van. Um, and so that has gone, that has died down. But if this is really going, taking, jumping off in my neighborhood, you know, at least if I don't move, some of my, some of my actions might have to change. All right, man, that's a long check-in for me. Let's get at it, man. What's going on? And I hear you. Um, wow, that's a that, that's that's deep. And and I just want to add one thing um, to that. Um, I don't want to trivialize it, but if, if you rule a suicide at the scene, then you know it's almost act of Congress for them to look for anything else that points to something besides suicide. Right. Exactly. Right? And so it's it's kind of like and again I'm not trivializing it, but you think about a penalty on a football field right? Mm -hmm. Whatever the call is, you got to find some irrefutable evidence that is not that call, right? And so you got to be careful of what the call is to overturn it. And so, but it's just like you said, for the people who are mad about it, if their family member was found, it would have been ruled a homicide first, right. more than likely. And then as evidence starts to thin out, well, maybe it wasn't homicide, maybe it was a suicide. So it's interesting to me that um, and I don't know if it was local authorities in the AV, excuse me, or who that made that initial call, but I was pleased is the wrong word. I was pleasantly, I don't know. Surprised. It, surprised, surprised. <laughs> that they came back later and said, hey, we are now, we, we're now looking at this through a deeper lens. Right, um, yeah. It's important. And, and the motive behind that, I just wonder about, because is it, well, if we don't do this, are we gonna have another public outcry, right? You know, you just don't know, but the bottom line is, his name was uh, Fuller, right? Right, yeah, Robert Fuller. Robert Fuller, for his family, that matters. Yeah. For the people around there, I think you said, you like four or five miles from there, man, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, let something happen in Orange County like that, and I'm gonna start looking around like, ah, is this the right place to be? You know, what's going on? And um, because there are times where you got to get in the car at 11 o'clock at night and just make a quick run. Or you know you got a long day, so you got to get some gas. Or whatever the scenario may be, all of a sudden you're a statistic. I was, um, I was having a conversation with my neighbor, and I was telling him that I think that's when uh, um, white privilege actually comes into play. Right. Um, and so if we're gonna keep it real, as we do, you know, white people don't have to worry about law enforcement doing their job. Law enforcement is often concerned 
if a white person is on the side of the road, that they are going to get a lawsuit if they if they do something wrong, right? Someone else is going to come and and ask for a a closer look. So initially, they're going to do it everything, check all the boxes from the start. But um, you know, the outcry from the African American community, the Black community, is that um, you know life doesn't even matter. Like like this is someone's this is someone's child. This is someone's family member, right? And it matters. It matters. And it's as simple as this. If I'm found dead in front of my house, right? I want the I want the law enforcement and I want the coroner to do everything that they need to do before they determine the the the, the cause of death. Right. I want them to take the steps that they would normally take without assuming, oh, he was he was he was he had too much to drink and he he bumped his head and and it must have been an accident. No. I want I want everyone in my neighborhood, everyone in my family to say, let's look at this because um, this something doesn't something doesn't uh, feel right, something doesn't smell right. Right. So that's what I would want you to do, man. So if something happened to me, I expect the protest. I expect the outcry because um, Robert Fuller deserves it, and to be honest, everybody deserves it. it. Doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have to be a black man? You know we we you know, recently people have been getting caught up on Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. So let's treat any death the way, the same way that you would treat the next man's death. That's my point. I like that. I like that. And, and that's real. My, my mama used to say, you know, if, if, uh, if something happens to me and they say it's a super suicide, um, you need to know I love me and I wouldn't have taken myself out. So That sounds like your mama. That sounds like my baba. And, and that's just the real. Um, but yeah, even if it's not that, it's not because I fell and bumped my head. Something happened. Or at least do the work necessary to determine, to make the right call on the field. That's simple. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. I like that. All right. Well, that's a good check-in, man. I'm going to cut you off on your check-in. Like I said, I reserve the right to do a check-in six, seven, and eight as we go. A um, uh, couple things. Um, you know, we, we've been, you know, trying to do some themes lately and so forth. Um, I don't know if you caught my uh, my morning morsel this morning. Yeah. Um, but um, I debated long and hard over that because the, the simple topic places you in the seat of judgment. And people are just like, oh, let me tell you about yourself. Um, so I'm just going to throw it at you. And let's have a little discussion about it. Um, okay. So, you know, um, I'm in education, as you know, and we talk about the why a lot right? Because we, we focus on the what, we focus on the how, you know, what do we need to do? How do we need to do it? Um, but the why oftentimes is never understood. And so there's no attachment, right? If it, when I was in the private sector, um, the why was the bonus check, right? You do the extra because in addition to your paycheck, you get a bonus check based upon performance and results and so forth and so on. You work in the public sector, sector like I do, Ain't no bonus checks showing up, right? And so you have to have a why for what you for you know why you do what you do. But you know if you're like me, um, 
and you had to fill out the personality test. You know, who does Caleb think he is? Blah, 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 blah. Now this is getting tougher, man. This, yeah. this question has gotten a little bit more involved than simply my why, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So hold on to the why. But it's one part to say for Caleb to fill out who Caleb thinks he is, right? Because you got some confidence going on. You know your strengths. You know your weaknesses. You can speak boldly about it. But, you know, you go grab a set of five random people, and who do they say you are? So wow, yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. Who do All right. So here's my, here's my why. Let me, let me start there. Let me just start talking. My why is I think I've been called to serve. You know, um, as long as I can remember, I've always been a leader, right? Um, I would say that when I was playing Little League Baseball, I was one of the captains on the team. Me and uh, uh, D. Mosley, right? Mosley, yeah. Um, when I was playing football, I was a starting quarterback, right? And um, when I went into the military, I was put into positions of, of authority or placed in charge of individuals, right? From a squad leader to a platoon sergeant. And then when I uh, promoted as an officer, um, platoon leader, and then company commander. And I've always been in a position of leadership, right? And I, and, and I think as a leader, um, my why is always to serve. My why is to serve others. And so if people are going to talk about me, but, and, they're, and they're going to describe me, are they describing me? Yeah, you can go that route. Okay. Um, they're going to tell you, they're going to say first thing that he's consistent, whether he is um, on, the, on the football field, baseball field, and company command, if he's at home, or if he's, if he's wearing a, his hat as a social worker, you're going to get the same person. He's going to be consistent. There's a level of consistency that you're always going to see. Um, you're going to see some passion. Um, you're going to see um, some advocacy for what's right and what's wrong. Um, and in every, in every sector, in every business, in every organization, there's things that are, 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 are um, good and bad. And um, I've made a point to just fight for those that don't have a voice, right? And I think I continue to do that in social work. And so I, I, I hope if you ask some of my colleagues, they're going to tell you that I am a dedicated person who um, will serve and uh, continue to um, develop those under him so that, um, so that when he's no longer in that seat, when he promotes, when he retires, then they are in a position to take over. I guess that's that. I, I hope that they say those things. Okay. Now, yeah, just keeping it real with you, that sounds like your view of yourself and what you hope others see in you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you do evaluations on your employees, right? Yeah. The last person I did one this past week. Yeah. The last person you gave a not so great evaluation to, what would they say? That he's honest, 
<laughs> and that um, he is, um, I think that they'll say the same thing that I just laid out. I think that the way that my peers, my colleagues see me for the, for the, for the most part is how I describe it. Now, some people mistake my confidence as arrogance, right? Some people um, mistake um, um, the way that I come into the room as if, um, as, if, as if I'm full of myself. But when people get to know me, and this person that I would have been, that, that I would have evaluated um, less than stellar, right? That person would have knew me, right? And they would have known that from our conversations that that's not, that's not what's driving me. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a confident person, but I, I don't think that I'm any better than anybody else. In fact, um, I think one of my flaws, and maybe you could help me get rid of it, is I, I focus on some of my weaknesses more than I focus on my strengths. So let me turn it around to you. What are your P? Oh, can I? Can I? You're not ready? No, no, ready? no. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, what would, um, who do they say you are? Um, I'll answer it two different ways. One, the person I am, I'm about servant leadership. I believe in leading, I believe in taking the pyramid that we all learned about leadership, you know, five on the bottom, four, three, two, one, and flipping it upside down. So um, he who uh, desires to be first must be last. And so um, I lead from the bottom, but it's flipped over. I support those above me so they can support. I support, support those beneath me and, and not beneath like I'm better than them, but I'm just talking org chart right. hierarchy. Right. Um, so they can support them and so they can support them and so forth and so on. And I, I established a structure. Um, a big principle of who I am and the leader that I am is based upon accountability, right? Never place blame. If something goes wrong, you could have completely screwed the pooch. You could have messed it up. I'm so, I'm so much not interested in blame, but more in taking responsibility and accountability for your actions so that you know how to not let it happen again. So the person who I would have given a not so stellar uh, evaluation to, if they understood accountability, they would see it the way I see it. If they don't, I'm just, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm being mean, I'm being choosy, I'm being so forth and so on. I would love to live in a world where people see me in the same uh, uh, frame of reference that I'm putting out there, but I do acknowledge in, in order for you to see those things, you have to see the lens by the way I look through it, right? And so if accountability is not within you, if you're a person that does this, you believe in pushing responsibility for everything, it was never me, it wasn't about me, oh, it wasn't fair, oh, I didn't get this, oh, I didn't get that, then you'll never see me for who I am because everything I'm about is anti that, yeah. right? Um, I believe in that anyone, uh, regardless of your background, regardless of your ability, regardless of your cognitive ability or structure, can lift themselves up and, and improve their situation. I think that applies to anyone. Now, is it, is it the norm? No. Is it easy? 
Absolutely not. Does it mean everybody's going to be able to take advantage of those things? No, it, it doesn't. But there are plenty of cases where you see that a person who had no other drive, no other push, said, I can do this in and of myself, and they raised themselves out of their circumstances, their situations, their socioeconomic level, whatever the scenario is. Despite the tons and tons of, of systemic racist policies that are within this country, people have found a way to achieve. Um, but I, I digress a little bit with that because now you're looking at the exceptions versus the rule. And if you're going to fix the problem, you got to look at the rule, right? And so, um, so I look at that. So who they say I am, um, I really think it depends on who you see yourself as before a person can accurately um, determine who I am. Right. I think that, um, I think I'm a very insightful person, right? And so I'm always doing self-assessments, right? And I want that. Some people don't want that, right? Some people don't want to see uh, what other, what other th others think of them. I think that there's a world of value in peer evaluations. There's not enough of that. Mm -hmm. um, it w and, and blind evaluations. There are, there are mechanisms out there where you could uh, send 1,500 of your friends a blind um, questionnaire evaluation of yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that would be valuable for a lot of people because if it's blind and you could just speak honestly, then you might say, wow, I didn't even consider, I didn't even consider these things. I didn't realize that my, that my friends, my family, my coworkers thought of me in that light. And so peer evaluation is good. Something that we did in the military a lot is what they call a command climate uh, report. And um, annually um, they would do a blind, question a questionnaire a, a blind survey of, of how how things are in your command and um at some point the commander myself would get that and my and my boss would get that and they will look at it and i got to be honest with you most of my command command climate surveys were were spot on i mean i knew i knew what my my soldiers would would be saying about me that they weren't uh, unhappy about but those things that they weren't happy about were things that I was happy that they weren't happy about because there were areas that we needed to improve. Um, and yeah, I think that there's, there's great value in, in uh, self-reflection. And uh, I think if, if our politicians and our, and our leaders uh, did more of that and they took those comments to heart then and, and tried to change it for the better, I think our country would be better. No doubt there, no doubt there. I think that self-reflection piece is, um, it's, uh, it's scary, right? Because, and that's why I think people don't do it um, as, as often as they should, because you know, what happens if you do point out an area that I'm not ready to address, right? Or I don't know how to address, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's like asking someone to name their three strengths and three weaknesses, and they'll fire off three uh, strengths, and then they get to a weakness and they say, well, perhaps my biggest weakness is that I work too hard. You're like, really, that's the one, right? And, and I think people, and maybe that could be a weakness for them, but people are afraid to point out areas where they need improvement. 
um, because they don't want to be judged, because they don't know how to deal with it, or yeah. you know, they're happy with who they are, and they just want people to take them and accept them for who they are. So I always find that um, very interesting. The other piece that you know I really want to point out, it depends on who, right? So you know, if you look at your staff because you're a social worker, right? That's one thing. If you look at your family um, because of the person you are within your family structure and your extended family structure, you know, that's another. Look at some people who knew you in high school, right? Who maybe don't have that same relationship with you anymore and ask them who you are, right? And, you know, people swear they know you. I mean, I remember once I went to Oakland and, and this was probably 10, maybe 20 years ago. And I went by the barbershop because that's where me and my boys were going and ran into another one of my boys there. He was like, oh man, Dave, it's so good you're back in town. I know we getting crazy tonight. What you want to get into? What you want to get into? I was like, man, I kind of let that go when I left college. Nah, man, it's still in you. Just don't, you ain't got to, you ain't got to fake the funk. You know, what's up? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he's like, don't forget, I know you. Right. And I'm like, man, and all I could think of is you knew me. Yeah. That, you know, everything you're describing is me then. Right. But it just doesn't apply anymore. And because you don't get to spend that day to day time with me, you don't know that. So for me, it's like that movie. Um, what's the what's the Steve Harvey book that he wrote and they turned it into a movie? Uh, oh, you're talking about um, the. What men think. Uh, what men think, right, well, right. Think like a man, at, yeah, or, or I, whatever it is. Think like a woman, act like a man. Think like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, the, the scene where he's like, Zeke the freak. Oh, Zeke is back. And he's like, nah, man, that ain't me. I'm just trying to hang out with my girl. And he's like, oh, man, nah, I know you. We got the party going. You know, I can't tell you that that's happened a couple of times. Be like, you know, come on, man, cut that out. That ain't, that's, 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 that's something back in the day. So. Um, it becomes important, and, and this is where I'll, I'll kind of tighten up my piece with that. Um, like I said, I'm, out of, I'm about a, the accountability, um, and that accountability has to go with a high degree of integrity, because uh, when your words and actions don't line up, people get confused, and they're going to lean towards one or the other, and, uh, and it's most likely not going to be your words. They're going to look at what you do and use that to make their own judgment about who they gonna, they're going to say you are. Hey, man, um, since we've been doing this podcast, I've been waiting for people to come out of the woodworks, right? Um, because I am not the person that I used to be, right? Man, I, I take ownership of it. I've done a lot of things that I'm not really happy about, right? And uh, a lot of people don't haven't, <laughs> right <laughs> a lot of people haven't seen um that transition for me right and um they only know they only know the old me like i used to be a hothead man you can't you you, you uh you have like one my fuse is ticking yeah you have one two and i'm not even waiting to three right I'm, I would be a hothead. I would get in fights. People don't even see that stuff in me. People don't see me raising my, my voice. And I'm grateful for it because um, um, that was the old me. And um, I had to let go some of my childish ways as I grew older and matured so that I could model um, a, a better um, 
a better image for those around me because I feel responsible for everyone around me that's looking and for my children, right? And for my family members. And, um, you know, there's times in which I got, I got in situations that was pretty hit or miss, right? It was pretty touchy, right? And, um, and then, you know, there's, there's my, my, my dating history, right? And like I said, man, I, I take ownership of all of it. I take ownership of all of it. And, um, you know, I can't go back to those things that, you know, I can't go back to when I was 21. I would probably change, probably change some of my steps. But some of those steps that I made are, are the things that make me who I am today as well. Right. And uh, I love me, man. I, I, I wouldn't want to, to change very much of me. There's a couple of things that I would want to do differently, but I'm really in love with, with this version of me, right? And if I start tweaking and changing stuff, I don't know what version I would, I would have, um, you know, 20 years down the road. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I, I, I do need you to acknowledge something, um, and you can check it out when you're nope, you I'm not tape. talking about it. Yeah, yeah. So when you started talking, I was nodding my head, and you was like, I used to be a high head. I just stopped moving. It's like, I'm not going to agree. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to stay focused. And then I started nodding my head again. Um, if, if I was to answer that question for you, um, I've seen it, I've witnessed it time and time again, especially in the last 10 years or so, brother, that, you know, your demeanor and your ability to stay, remain calm and neutral through many situations has, you know, it's a night and day. It's yeah. a night and day scenario. And, you know, a lot of that is youth. A lot of that is just who we were and what was going on or whatever the scenario is. But I want to public, publicly acknowledge that, that, yeah, you used to be that. And I don't see that anymore. Um, so kudos to that. That's a, that's a big wrap to get your head around. Checking that one right Check there. That one there it is. Yeah. Um, you mentioned dating history, man. I mean, you know. I scared you, didn't I? I scared you a little bit. Um, he and, you know, he was without sin, cast the first stone on that. I mean, you know, we, we got victories that we used to claim that wasn't so victorious, you know, with, with that. Um, but, you know, I look back at those situations, and if I was to run into certain people today, part of me would want to be like, hey, sorry. Yeah. You, know, you were, you caught me in a transitional state. You caught me in as I was refining the me that I am. But yeah. would they get a sorry? You know, I don't know, because it's, it, those circumstances. I have, I have some sorries out there. I have some apologies. There's a few. There's a few. But there's a lot of people to go through, and they all wouldn't get an apology. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we again, So I, I think that's super cool. I, I think that for us, you know, the friends that we are for the length of time, 37 years we've been friends, I think it's important that we can look each other in the eye and call it, call it what it is call a spade a spade and say, hey, um, this is what I see when you when I look at you. But I think I'm even more impressed is that, you know, we've just grown up together. Yeah. yeah. And and realized some of the error in a lot of our ways. And and still, right? I mean, no, no neither one of us have arrived, nor will ever arrive. We're just doing better. Right. Better. So um let's try something different, man. Let's try right. something different. Um, what you listening to these days? Man, um, today was a Kirk Franklin day. Okay. 
So um, I think I might have mentioned to you before um, that song, uh, Smile. Um, he did a, uh, a remix with that as part of the uh, BET Saving Ourselves special probably three, four weeks ago. And it was everybody on Zoom. And it was Kirk Franklin. It was uh, uh, um, Fantasia was in there, um, um, Tyrese. Uh, you know, gospel artists all around. Wow. And in in the band. Um, but it was it was beautiful. But that song has been with me through the thick and thin. Some of my best and worst days have been associated with that song. Um, when I left the hospital the morning after Renee passed, when I got in the car and turned it on, that song came on. And, you know, part of the lyrics is that, you know, even though it hurts, I smile. Mm. Um, um, and now I can't even think of the words uh, of it. But it's just all the circumstances in your life, no matter what it is, you can still smile. Um, and uh, I think of the day that I was leaving to uh, interview for the job I, I have now. Um, my middle son, Preston, he kind of gave me some words of encouragement after He's like, Dad, don't forget to smile, okay? I was just like, okay, I won't forget to smile. And I got in the car and drove there and did the interview. And I was on my way back and felt that I had, you know, knocked it out to park. And as soon as I got in the car, that song came on. Wow. And as soon as it went off, my phone rang. And it was the personnel director. He was calling me. He was saying, hey, how would you like to come work for us? You know, um, and there's countless examples of that. And so... Um, Part of my just genetic makeup, man, you give me a good gospel track and I could just stay there, you know, all day. And so, um, so that's one of them. Uh, I like, you know, some of them older songs too. So there's some new gospel, there's some old gospel. Um, doesn't really matter, but you know, those, you know, make you feel good. This is what God's plan is for you. What's going on in life. Um, that just does it for me. And what happens is when I do pick it up, then I purposely stay there, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be just random, that song will come on, but when it does, then it pushes me into a gospel lane and that's just where I wanna be until something pulls me out of it. So that's been kind of my listening circle. Um, I got one more for you too, but I, yeah. wanna, I wanna hear what you think. What, what, what you been listening to? Oh, um, <laughs> my wife used to make fun of me because I, I, when, when I used to run, and work out all the time, right? Um, I used to run to anything. Like I could run to R&B, I could run into run to love songs, I could run to to Frank Sinatra, I could run to hip hop, right? And you know, you could go on on your your favorite music app, and you could pick running running songs or workout songs, right? But for me, it didn't matter, just as long as I was listening to something. And so. Um, as I said, I was out golfing recently and um, I threw on, and, and the golf cart has uh, some speakers. This, this, this golf course has gotten bougie, but they're making us pay for it too uh, mm -hmm. with green fees, right? But, you know, it comes with its perks. And um, I threw on um, um, some R&B, some old school R&B. Mm -hmm. um and i was listening to some um going to the to the um to the t-box and i was listening to some luther 
Pum 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 pum. Pum 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 pum. I ain't gonna oh, try. Sing it, sing it. I ain't gonna try to sing, but I, I could I could make some I could make some some noise up with my mouth. Right. Um, um, and then uh, I was driving around and and I heard a uh, a house is not a home, man. And I was like, man, if if we if we discuss music, um. I need to make sure I make a note of what I'm feeling right now. And um, I realized that listening to R&B, listening to some jazz um, really helps my golf game. So, yeah. Uh, you said you had another song? Man, you, you got me thinking about Freddie Jackson. <laughs> um, so back in the day, back in the day, we talking about the 80s, man. Um, I remember... <laughs> I remember we used to uh, call honeys up and sing to them. <laughs> uh, Freddie Jackson cuts, uh, Luther, uh, The Deal. Oh. I only think of you on two occasions. <laughs> That's day and night, night. All I want to do, right? So, and, and I sang then about as good as I do now, and it, it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, music was just a part of our coming up, man. And I think it, it defined a generation, it defined a culture for us. And it wasn't just Black music, it was, it was everything, man. It was just the exposure and as, as Chris Rock said, you know, uh, whatever music you was listening to when you first, you know, when you lost your virginity will always be with you forever, right? <laughs> he said, I got a special spot in my heart for Houdini, you know, and so and I'm thinking about, you know, Houdini. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I think about that. I was thinking about Lemon Lime the other day. Oh, wow. Remember them? You, you deep in the craze because yeah. a lot of people don't know Lemon Lime. They might even say that he's, that he's uh, um, underground, but no, he had, he had his, he had his, uh, his moment when he was above ground, man. Yeah. So. Straight out of Pacoima too. Right. Straight out of Pacoima. 818. Um, so yeah, I, I remember going to, what was the festival back at Pacoima? Um, oh yeah. At, they used to do it at the dam. Yeah. It was, um, man, when, when my cousin sees this, she's going to put a comment in there. I'm sorry. If she sees me, I'm she's going to slap me back in the head. Because we're talking oh. about something that happened 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, years yeah. Ago. But I remember Lemon Line pulled up in their limo, and me and a couple of little neighborhood, you know, lackeys was hanging out. And they was like, hey, y'all come hang with us. And we was just sitting in the limo, really standing on the seat with our head out the window. We weren't even moving. We was just sitting there. And it was Lemon Line, man. It was like, wow. And uh, matter of fact, I remember um, Anita Baker played, she sang that day. And I remember listening to Anita Baker standing on the seat of the limo with Lemon Lime uh, watching all that go down. So, you know, it was it was it was our version of Summer Jam. It was our version of Summer Jam before Summer Jam became what it what it what it, it is today. Um, but it was our version of Summer Jam. I don't remember what it's called. And so if people are going to beat us up for not remembering, you know, I'm just going to chalk it up as me being old, man. I can't remember everything I used to remember. Yeah, some of them brain cells are gone. gone. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out is today's June 16th. Oh, yes. So uh, Tupac's birthday, man. So uh, 
you know, I had to uh, pull up some ambitions of a writer uh, today just to, you know, give Tupac, Tupac a little bit of honor. Right. Um, Are you going to sing any of it for me? Man, you know, to uh, uh, I won't deny it. I'm a straight rider. Dun, 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 dun. Um, the next lyrics got some cussing in it. We try to keep this clean. Uh, got the police busting at me, but they can't do nothing to a G. Let's get ready to rumble, you know. Um, that and, and um, oh, what is it? Um, I got the beat. I got the beat. It's an older one. Um, on, not not only God can judge me. Um, oh, see, I'm, I'm losing my I'm losing stripes, man. Here you go. Take that. Uh, take that stripe. Um, it's 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 coming. It's oh, what is it? It's um. Anyway, it's gone. I I, I it'll come back. It'll come back to me. But um uh, oh uh, uh is it no more tears? Yeah, he did. He did a song called No More Tears. Yeah. Um, the beat is in the back of my is in the back of my head. Anyway, um, Tupac, man, twenty five years old, uh, dead. And when you look at you know his legacy, when you look at what he had done in those twenty five years, we were twenty five, or we were you were twenty five. I was twenty six um, at the time, and you know he just he kind of lived a life and was really planning the transition to do some other things, and it just kind of makes you wonder. You know, if he ever comes back from the Illuminati Hotel in Cuba, um, <laughs> you know, what's his platform going to look like, man? What's he going to do? Um, because, you know, some of his music was just completely prolific, prolific. And, uh, and the, the statement that he made uh, with his lyrics and, and his presence and his mind state and everything else was, you know, years ahead of his time, years yeah. ahead of his time. He's always going to go down as a... Uh... Uh, as one of the best hip hop artists of all time. And, um, you know, his sample size, no, nah, that's not, that's not the correct, correct word choice because his sample size is actually really large because he was releasing music, you know, 10 years after he was pronounced dead. Right. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, he was definitely cut short and, um, you know, people that love hip hop, um, will always recognize him as one of the OGs and the legend, man, that, that uh, really changed the game. Yeah. Uh, speaking of someone else who changed the game was uh, Eric B. and Rakim for me, man. Um, and I was listening to, um, I was listening to um, several of the cuts. I think, I think last week you mentioned Mahogany. So maybe, maybe that's, maybe you're the reason why um, that I was listening to Eric B. and Rakim. But I ain't no joke. Is always, you know, it always speaks to me. It always speaks. Yeah, to man. Me. I remember being in college. Uh, my my roommate Lance, because um, I, I liked Aaron B and Rakim. I, I wasn't at the time what I would call a fan. I just I could appreciate some of their tracks, and so that album was I think paid in full. Yep. So and then they had a second one. Was was my melody on paid in full? Or was that before or after it? Because I think there was a second album and then there was Follow the Leader. Yeah, he said, um, That beat was booga, 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 booga. Yep. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, he was like, you know, tell me, find a song on that track, on that album, that's average. Right. He's like, I'm not gonna ask you to find a bad one because there's not one exists. It's like, right. 
it was one of the few albums of the of that era where it was just 10 solid tracks. Yeah, because right? people used to put out music and they used to only have like three 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 hits on it. And right. everything else was like, you know, garbage. But right. they just use it as filler. Right. And then, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be a fan of, ma of Mahogany because it kind of switched it up. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric, Mahogany was, for Eric B and Rakim, was like what I Need Love was like for LL, right? right? It was just a switch up of the flow. And then it, it was one of the first rap tracks, and I'm probably going to get challenged on this, that had a funk flow. And when I say that funk flow, meaning they were on the one and the three instead of the two and the four. Because okay. think about Mahogany, it was me and Eric B was cooling at the Palladium, seeing an old world cover girl. I say, hey, lady, I'm sorry if you interrupt. Don't let me hold you up or intervene or interrupt, but you gotta look. I wanna get to know you better. Right. It was just a flow of a continuous conversation that uh, had some rhyme to it, right? And so, side note, and and I know if we get into this, we gonna we gonna we gonna jump all over each other. But um, um, Xavier, my youngest, he came up to me the other day. He was like, "Dad, um, I need a word that rhymes with orange." And I was like, "You up short?" I was like, "Ain't no word that rhymes with orange." I think I looked it up, and there's a word that says "sporange" or something. It's right. like, that's the only one. Don't listen to some Eminem uh, yeah. music lyrics, right? Yeah, so I said, well, hey, let me pull this up for you. And so I pulled up a track with Eminem and, or a YouTube clip with Eminem where he rhymes the word orange. Right. And, and he would do it in a way where I was hanging out with George, eating an orange, eating some, sipping some porridge. And the way he flowed the words together, and he says people who can't rhyme the word orange because they lack the creative intellect to do it. Right. And so... That I bring that up because uh, the uh, Mahogany by Eric B. and Rakim was that same type of flow. Yeah. Instead of it being, you know, the normal two and four aren't run DMC hit, right? Um, that, uh, that we're used to where you yeah. say a verse, you rhyme a verse, you say a verse, you rhyme a verse. Yeah. They actually floated together into a conversation. Somebody right. I need love or, or any of the other tracks of that time. Hat, sat, cat, right, <laughs> Like that's that's our that's uh, uh, Run DMC, right? But right. Um, Eric B was on a different level. I would say um, going, like going, like like orange and going, right? Um, I remember when I used to uh, write in a little pad and and uh, I would share some of my music and people were like, but that doesn't rhyme. I'm like, but listen to it. Like, all right, it's not, if you want me to pronounce it um, like Webster, no, it doesn't rhyme. But the way that I'm saying it, if it doesn't rhyme, is is awful, it's awfully clever. So could you give a brother a break, right? Um, yeah, man. And at that point, we'd be, and, and you know, we was writing rhymes back in the day, but we were creating flow. Yeah. And so if you can flow, you know, you can blend some stuff together. And again, it doesn't have to rhyme at the end of the verse. You can, you know, do all kind of stuff with it. And, and part of their creative outlet is to know when to not rhyme. Right. People right. that listen to this, they're going to, they're going to, uh, they're going to send us uh, recommendations on, on uh, like words that could rhyme uh, with orange. Right. Yeah, they're going to watch the Eminem video like I did. And they're going <laughs> to gonna jump right into it and say, oh, you could do this and you could do that. So, um, so yeah, so I thought, I, I thought that was cool. Um, so that, that's music, man. Um, 
you know, you're not really a TV bruh, man. What, what's the last time you like just sat down and watched something on TV? I don't and have a lot of time. news or I don't have a lot of time, man. I watch, I watch. Come on, man. I'm I'm an old cat, man. I watch some. I watch some David Mueller, uh, ABC News, and then that runs into Jeopardy, and that runs into Will Fortune, man. I'm I'm like a 70 year old, 75 year old uh, um, granddad sitting on the couch. Um, when my wife and I we get a, a moment, we might watch something on Netflix. Um, um, I don't know if I found it or if she found. It. Let me just blame it on her. I'm we we've been watching and catching up on this on this uh, show called um, Working Moms, and the first season, second season, you know, I thought it was a pretty clever show, but you know, writing can sometimes get stretched and things become characters are not living uh, or characters are not acting in their in their character, right? They're like acting a little bit outside of their character. And I was like, that doesn't make sense for him, right? Why is it why why would he do that? That that doesn't that doesn't seem right. Um I um I'm waiting waiting for television and things to come back. And uh This Is Us is a show that I I watch. Um, a million little things is another show that I I, I follow. Um, I need to get caught up on um, the last OG. Was I liked? I liked the first. Uh, I liked the first season. I know that the second season has already been out for for a minute. Uh, but I just don't have a lot of time. But when I do, I, we'll sit down and catch catch something. Oh, um, my boy uh, turned me on a Pinky Pinky Blinders. Man, Pinky Blinders is a good, Blinders, is a good yeah. show. Um, um, and I and I kind of rushed through. I kind of rushed through it uh, in a in a real short span to kind of get caught up. And now I feel like I wish I I wish I would have waited a little bit because who knew COVID COVID nineteen was going to hit right. Um, but Pinky Blinders is a good show. Same thing. My my same complaint about that show is the same complaint about other shows. The characters something is missing, and uh, I feel like. You know, if, if I'm sensing that something is missing, a producer and a director should sense that something's missing, the, the writer should sense that something is missing, missing, and it might be time to go ahead and, and uh, end, end the series. Right. right. How about you? Um, you know, I, I don't sleep. So the uh, I end up, you know, up late. And plus, I'm in a kind of a new relationship. And, you know, that means a lot of cuddle time on the couch watching different things while the kids are still awake. That's all I'll say about that. Um, but they're... Um, Insecure, uh, Issa Rae's show, uh, just finished its fourth season on HBO. Um, that's kind of interesting. Um, in a sense, I'm over it, but at the same time, I like the dynamics that she puts together um, uh, of how to do that or, or how the relationship between the two go back and forth. I think my biggest challenge of that show is it's about um, at the forefront, two best friends and how they navigate life and, you know, their relationship with each other and their own insecurities and so forth and so on. And since insecure people have always been my kryptonite, um, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to get into it, <clears throat> but it's a decent show. Um, I just slipped up on a show called Saints and Sinners. Um, and it's one of those you know, it's centered around a black church in Atlanta. Um, and, you know, what you name the drama, the crime, the illicit activity, and it's happening. 
No, I don't want to see yeah. that, man. Yeah. I don't want to see that. That's, that's, that's too much Hollywood for me. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's a whole lot of Hollywood. And then you're like, wow, that actually happened? It can't get no worse. Let's see the next. Days of my life, man. That's, that's, that's days <laughs> of my life, man. And, uh, you know, I watched That's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a black days of my life. Days of our lives. A black soap opera. So, um, slipped up on that. And so that's taken up a little bit of time. But, you know, so. Are you still checking in? Because I don't know. Because, like, you, you get to check in throughout this, this podcast. Nah, man, I think, I think I might be done with the check-in. We, we, you know, in the, in the immortal words of that uh, great group, Digital Underground, we have reached the 60-minute mark of this episode. So we, right, right. we want to start uh, tailoring this out um, a little bit. Uh, I'll bring up an oldie but goodie for you, man. You ready for this? Yeah. Give you a phrase you haven't heard in a long time. COVID-19, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When, when, you know, what do you miss? What do you miss? We've been quarantined now for three months. What do you miss? This might surprise you. I don't miss sports as much as I thought I would miss sports. Oh, man. I'm trying to figure out if I got a hang-up emoji or something. Whatever. I thought I would miss sports a lot more. And I got to be honest. If they if basketball continued or if it didn't, I'm cool. If baseball and I and I like going to a Dodger game like three or four of them a year. Um, if baseball came back, all right. If it doesn't, I'm cool. I think I might be upset with football now. Football might be like might I might be a little thirsty for some football. If I miss football. Um, that might be more meaningful because as the NBA season was, was, was moving along, people don't, I mean, the NBA season doesn't really get good into the playoffs anyways, right? Baseball is such a long drawn out 160 game, uh, season, right? Um, um, it's so drawn out. You could check in and check out and that's, and to be honest with you, that's what I would do anyways. And because, of COVID, I feel like this is just a period in which I'm checked out. And I will, I, if, if there was sports on right now, I will watch it. I watched a little golf, um, over the weekend because, uh, it's my, it's my, um, it's my, uh, new pastime. Right. And so I enjoy, I enjoy playing golf. I enjoy watching golf. Um, but it's, you know, some other people would be like, man, how is it like, how is it that you could, Watching golf is like watching NASCAR, man. The car is just going around, 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 around and around in a circle, right? Um, and but it's for me, it's the same thing. I, I get a little sense of enjoyment. So, what do I miss? Um, I miss hanging out. I miss the social aspect of either just going out to get something to eat, someone coming to the house, me going to someone else's house, um, having some drinks, having some laugh without of all the other contraptions that you need now in order to do that, right? I know that we've opened up and, and I tried to be, you know, responsible. Um, I have my wife who is a medical professional. I'm also still working and going into the office, right? Um, I have, um, um, our grandmother, great grandmother in the house. Right. And so I need to be responsible. Um, and so I, I miss 
doing those things just kind of carefree without the restrictions. Um, and I've already been back to golf. So, you know, I can't say that I missed that anymore. Um, I was fiending, I was fiending for some golf, but I've been, I played golf about three or four times already. And, uh, um, I've already, I've already, um, um, scratched that itch. How about yourself? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head. I miss the social norm of being able to just hang out with all, without all the PPE. Um, you know, I, I want to be able to just go sit down and go to happy hour with my girl. And, you know, after a day of work and let's go sit across the table or next to her or whatever and just have a drink or, you know, what you want to eat tonight? I don't know. Well, let's just go get a steak. And, and to go do that as part of a normalcy. Yeah. Um, like you, you know, I, I love basketball, but I, I tune in at the finals. Not really a baseball person unless I'm going to the game. Football, I love me some football. I'm going to miss that if it's not back in, in full street and stride. Um, See, so, oh, man, that, uh, that about subs it up for us tonight. Um, any, uh, any final thoughts uh, for, the, uh, for the road? Yeah, man. Um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, that there's a lot of people who's been getting in contact with us. And I'm sure, you know, people that are watching this or listening into this are saying, well, man, they, they've gone two weeks without, without having someone on. Um, and to be honest with you, this is very intentional. We were trying to change some of the dialogue and we are trying to um, uh, move away from some of the stuff that we focus on in the past two weeks. And a lot of people that reach out to me want to talk about those things, right? And so we can still talk about it the same way that we, that we talked about Robert Fuller, um, um, uh, Malcolm, and uh, Malcolm, um, um, I want to make sure I get his name right, man. So yeah. give me a second, man. I mean, give me sure. a second. Malcolm uh, Harsh and uh, Victorville, who, who lost his life, um, and uh, COVID. We're still talking about those things, but we just don't want to make our podcast focus on, on that and that solely. So um, um, if, you, if you want to come on, if you have something that you want to talk about, we're, we're going to get you on. We're going to get you on. So, um, but we're very intentional about um, the stuff that we try to present and, and uh, what we talk about. And so even tonight, we, we hopefully, we put some people, we, we put a smile on some people's face and uh, we, we gave them something to think about um, when they get to their destination after listening to us chopping it up for an hour or 70 minutes. 70 minutes, yeah. Um, well said, um, I was gonna to touch on that same thing. This is a very intentional process for us to, to steer the narrative. Um, we're socially conscious. I always want to make sure that the subjects we talk about are pertinent uh, for the day, um, for the week, um, uh, of whatever's going on. I, I don't want to see outdated content unless you choose to go back and watch a previous episode of something. Um, but uh, next week, we are planning on having a guest um, to talk about some things and chop it up with us. Um, and you'll also see some format adjustments. We've typically done one guest. We might do two. Uh, we may do more of a live format session where uh, we take um, feedback and, you know, someone pops in for five minutes, somebody else pops in for seven, and it's just kind of an ongoing conversation um, like you would see anywhere else. So um, 
we just uh, we're forging our way as we go and being responsible at the same time. So uh, having said that, Caleb, I appreciate you, man. This is this is just something that um, we've been wanting to do for a long time. So I'm glad we are being very intentional, well, intentional about making that time to do it. It's always a pleasure to chop it up with you. Um, like we said, Tuesday nights has become one of my favorite nights of the week because I know that, you know, I'm going to have some real conversation. I'm going to be able to dive in and we're going to be able to hit some topics that a lot of people are just waiting to hear our thoughts on. So I appreciate you. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. And, uh, and, and the prayers are up, man. Um, you know, with, uh, uh, Michael, give me his last name. Uh, Robert, Robert Fuller and Malcolm Harsh. And Malcolm Harsh, um, uh, especially Robert Fuller is close to you. And so, you be careful out there, man, because uh, something happened to you. I'm not the one that's going to sit around and say, hey, what happened? Uh, he must have been doing something wrong. No, I'm going to be there, right right there with you advocating. Uh, and as you should, out, well, as well. I would expect, and as I would be there for you. <laughs> exactly. So um, I appreciate the prayers on the TED Talk, man. That's real. Um, uh, we can get into another time, but a friend of mine told me today I should run for mayor. And after I finished laughing, she was like, I'm serious. And I was just like, all right, that's interesting. So I got to share that conversation with you. Maybe we'll chop that one up next time. Yeah. Not something I want to do. Um, but I haven't seen a mayor in Los Angeles County that made me happy since Tom Bradley. Yeah. And so maybe you get your name on, a, on the airport or something, man. I don't yeah, know. exactly. So... Um, but for the rest of you guys, um, click that subscribe button that you'll see up in the upper corner. I would say it's right there, but it might be right there and it could be over there. I don't know where it is, but you can read it says subscribe. Um, click that uh, so you can be a, uh, you can be notified when new comment uh, comes around, when new content comes around, what I meant to say. Um, follow us not only on uh, YouTube, but we're on Spotify, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Um, if there's a social media outlet, we're in there. Uh, saturating this market with a, with a message that can only come from the brothers from the 818. Yes. Uh, there's two local bros, they grew up together and, uh, and grew up at the same time. And we just got a little bit of knowledge and a lot to say about anything you want to talk about. So having said that, uh, we bid you uh, farewell. And uh, until the next time we come together, peace out.